If you guys had to be quarantined in the event of some sort of outbreak, where would you want to be stuck in? My home. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like the comfort level, the shit comfort yeah. level. I mean, I got everything I need here. So. All my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if if you think about how the events roll out in the films we're going to talk about today, it was an immediate quarantine. I don't. Are you prepped? Am, am I prepped? Yeah. Do you have all the toilet paper and water you're going to need for? Mark, my wife is a doomsday prepper. We oh, are is she? prepped. So like Trimmers level doomsday prepper. Does she plan nah, for an underground attack? Not quite attack? that level. Uh, but no, we're very prepped here. Do you have a wall that spins around and it's just a gun you know, rack? Uh, one of the, it's like Fight Club. One of the rules of prepping is we can't talk about prepping. Because oh, if everyone knows that we're prepped and all you slackers will just flood our home. Well, you <laughs> so did, you unprepped. Doomsday <laughs> yeah. slackers. I mean, you did just reveal yeah to everybody to in the, the cyberspace well, dear great know. talk listeners if you need a place yeah. to crash john's got you covered yeah what for are, a small fee i'll give you his address what are <laughs> prepping situations like not all of it may be on site oh <laughs> crafty clever all right garrett what about you i'm gonna say the hospital i feel what better place to be quarantined that could handle an outbreak and deal with it than the hospital that's a good point. They are stocked up with all the meds you could possibly That's need. Right. They'd be like, hey, you guys have blank. You'd be like, you'll shoot yourself up with the following items. You know, we may have a better chance. They also got rooms that can be quarantined down much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They have um, sterilization areas. I mean, I'm saying it's probably the best place. But you got to eat that horrible hospital food. Have you seen what I eat now? It's not that worse. <laughs> okay. That's fair. I have seen what you eat. Um, I was going to say something like a mall, but how many times have we heard that answer, right? A mall. You know, Walmart, you know, any kind yeah, of shop. A shopping center. But um, I yeah. think I'm going to go with a school. Schools have the big heavy doors. It also has the cafeteria, so I feel like... Hopefully, you'd be stocked full of food, and there is a nurse's station. Yeah, but most schools, those are in different buildings, and you probably wouldn't be able to go to different sections of the buildings. Like, well, the cafeteria I'd, is usually separate from... It's true. The I don't know. Our, our our cafeteria is directly in the same building as the as all the school okay, cl- I guess classrooms. De- I guess it depends on the school, then. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like that would be a good place to go. It's got everything you need. Oh, but you got kids, though. Kids are gross. They're always a little charming. Yeah. Okay. Well, if we could plan this quarantine to happen during <laughs> summer vacation, okay, okay, then I think I'm going to be in business because well. I don't want to be stuck anywhere with children. <laughs> the, the off school hours. No offense to any of our child listeners. No. Major also, if you're offense, a child listener, yeah. you need to talk to your parents. You may not. <laughs> we hate you. Go away. Yeah, you're probably annoying. <laughs> to kidding. be honest, Mark declares war on children. News at eleven. Yeah. Come back when you're over twenty. Kids, we're cool with you. Don't 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 come at us. Or do. You're small. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Welcome to another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again joined by John and Garrett. Fellas, how are we doing today? It's a day. Indeed it is. It's a little muggy outside, a little rainy, a little gross. Yeah. A tornado touched down here. I heard about that. Did it really? Yeah. Just minutes ago? Uh, Hours ago, but yeah. Minutes, hours. Time and space are a mystery to us (laughs) here. Garrett, go outside. Let's do an off-site report. (laughs) Tell us where the NATO is. This is Garrett live outside. It still sucks out here. And there's sharks in it. Oh, man. Sharks. (laughs) Yeah, I've got my dinosaur socks on today, so I'm doing pretty good. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Are you comfortable? Yeah, they're comfortable. They're kind of like they're like business socks, but they've got little dinosaurs all over them. It's not the ones with each individual toe is wrapped no, in fabric, is it? No, those socks are fucking weird. <laughs> Very comfortable, I hear. Are though. they? I don't oh, know. You don't I'm know? Just, okay. I wouldn't wear those. Well, let's see. What are we talking about today? You guys Man have any socks. news? 
news. Any any new happenings in the horror verse that you've been up to? Watched anything? I watched many things. Um, what of no? I finally watched Happy Death Day. I thought that movie was super good. What's one that? What's um, the one's that about? It's like Groundhog's Day, except the lady is brutally murdered uh, at the end of each day. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And she's trying to solve her own murder. Yeah. So, Ooh, it's it like a memento kind of, you know. No, it's almost exactly like Groundhog's Day because okay. she remembers everything. She does carry over injuries, which I don't think happens in Groundhog's Day. Not so, like gaping flesh wounds. No, and burns, but like, like internally. Scar, like she'll have scars. She wakes up holding her insides. She's like, well, okay, <laughs> something happened yesterday. Yeah, so each, like, each iteration, she's getting slightly weaker. Um, but it was really good. I mean, it was just super clever. I, I had a couple of issues with it, but overall, I thought it was enjoyable. Yeah. Hmm. I haven't seen it. It's yet. worth checking it out. Um, they're making a sequel already to it. I'm interested to see where they take it from here. It's meant to explain like how it all happened, which we know prequels that are based on explanations always go so well. Is yeah. it called Sweet 16? It should be. My quinceanera. Yeah. How old is the person who, who goes through all this She's stuff? in college. Yeah. Uh, okay. So early twenties. Yeah. She wakes up every morning in some dude's dorm room. She's got to do the walk of shame through the campus, and then like every day, every day. In this particular timeline, she's trapped in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it be great if like she found out she caught something from that dude, and that's what caused this? <laughs> it was an <laughs> STD loop. That's the that's it. It's some weird <laughs> so. STD loop that she got herself in. Um, wow. Okay. That sounds interesting. Well, yeah, I saw check the it out. I saw the Conjuring. Oh, you finally got around to okay, it. Okay, yeah. I, I will rewatch it when we actually talk about it on the podcast. But um, yeah, I still just, these damn paranormal movies I'm not a fan of <laughs> scare the shit out of me. Um, I had a lot of problems with The Conjuring. Um, I saw Insidious 1 and 2. Um, Insidious 2 is actually a pretty good sequel. And then I watched The Conjuring like right afterwards. And cool. I had a lot of issues with The Conjuring. Were you saying you liked Annabelle better? Of... Yes, I kind of liked Annabelle better. I mean, I think Conjuring wow. was a better movie, like, overall, but there was just a lot more poor decision-making in The Conjuring than there was in Annabelle, and I feel like... Are you sure? Remember, yeah. She left her baby on the floor and ran away. She also was like, oh, this doll you threw out magically appeared? Yeah, fuck it, let's keep it. True, but also in The Conjuring, they had the issue where, like, they're like, hey, we just played this clapping game, and we just had full-on proof that there's a ghost who just clapped back. Hey, you know what we should keep playing? That clapping game. No. Stop immediately. It's like this family, like, basically had, like, definitive proof that their shit was haunted, and they're like, so we're just going to kick it here, right? Like, that was my biggest problem. Like, that was more annoying than Annabelle, where it was like, it might be this. Let's try to get rid of this doll. And Conjuring, they're like, well, we fucked up. We got to deal with it. And not even deal with it in a good way. Anyway, I'm not going to get into this right now. We'll talk about The Conjuring. <laughs> but I saw some movies. So, this kind of marks me actually um, watching some horror movies outside of the ones I have to watch for the podcast. Wow. Mm. And I can say that it's going so-so. <laughs> You're gaining courage every episode. Oh. One day I'll be a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the big leagues, Garrett. You're a man. Uh, I thought it might be fun to uh, maybe get some reactions from you guys to some recent casting development for it, too. We're finally getting some of the adults casted, and I wanted to get your guys' takes. Wait, seriously? Yeah. Wait, that, when's that movie supposed to come out? I thought next year? 2019 release, I think, at yeah. some point. Okay. So, it's coming soon. I bet October of 2019 is my guess. I hope the movie's good, man. Me too. 
I really need it to be good. Honestly, look <laughs> what they did the first one. I've got no, I've got no hesitation about it. That's true. I know, but they were able to work in peace and quiet. Now the studio is probably all fucking up their ass. Maybe is Skarsgård still coming back? Is uh, Pennywise? As far as I know, that'd be a very bad mistake if they didn't. Ooh, what if they back. recast Pennywise? Oh, no. That'd be bad. No, no, no. Um, all right, so we got Stan Uris. Um, he was the Jewish kid who uh, was getting haunted by the Picasso-looking lady yes. in the painting. Yes, um, The adult version's been cast. His name is Andy Bean. Um, looks like he has been in... What has he been in? <laughs> I don't recognize this guy. Do you? I recognize his picture, but I can't like remember what he's been in like movie-wise. Okay. John? Nope. He's got a very forgettable face. I've never seen that guy before in my life. <laughs> well, I, I'm actually okay with that. Uh, if they were to cast no names for the entire cast, I'm, I'm good with that. Same. I wouldn't bring any uh, you know dispositions if they went in, but as you're going to find out, they did cast a few uh, names that we're familiar with. Um, Eddie Kasprak, he was the kid who broke his arm. Um, that's been cast by James Ransone. Uh, I believe he was in The Wire, Sinister, and Sinister 2. Yeah, he was in The Wire. Um, haven't seen any of the Sinister movies yet. I actually saw Sinister 1. That was written um, mm, okay. by uh, Cargill, um, Robert Cargill. Mm-hmm. And um, it's pretty good. You think that's a good casting choice? After seeing him in Sinister, again, I haven't seen anything else he's been in other mm-hmm. than The Wire. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. All right. So far, so good. Um, for Beverly Marsh, all grown up, we've got Jessica Chastain. I believe that's the woman from Jurassic World. No. No? Bryce Dallas Howard is from Jurassic yeah. World. Okay. By the World Jurassic 2 coming out soon. Which my red I'm legit excited up. to see. Actually, it might already be out by the time we do this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, check out Jurassic World 2. Okay, that's cool. You're going to find I'm so bad at this about actors and actresses. I watch a gazillion movies and still can't remember shit, so... <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, all right. She looks yeah. like a redhead. She was in Zero Dark Thirty, I think. The oh, name is, that, is familiar. Yeah, I've heard the name yeah. Chastain. You know what? She might have been in that horror film Mama. In Stellar. Interstellar. She was Murph. She was the oh, adult uh, girl. Uh, that was right. Chastain. Okay. There you go. Cool. Sorry, redheads. I don't mean to just generalize. Mark's like, y'all look alike to yeah. me, so. <laughs> um, up next, we've got James McAvoy as Bill Denbro. Wait, McAvoy is, he was in Split and he's Professor X in all the X-Men movies. Uh, he did I a good know. job there, so right. I feel like he can do it, but I don't know. That's kind of weird. Which one is he? He's going to be Billy or Bill. Bill's the main character, right? Brother of Georgie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, main, yeah, main guy. Okay. I think I'm okay with that. Um, he's not been in anything yet that I've been disappointed have in. Have they cast Richie? They have. Okay, I need to know this one. Bill Jeff Hader. Foxworthy. Bill Hader is Richie. Bill Hader. Is I Richie. am so 100% into this. Cool. It's a very good choice. That yeah. is amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, who was it in the original? It was the, he just passed away. Um, the guy from Night Court. Um, Harry. Harry. Yeah. Harry Anderson. Harry, Harry Anderson. Harry yeah. Dean Anderson. So um, I think. Night Court was such a great show. <laughs> just throwing that out there. That's my contribution. They should put Bull in this movie somehow. Bull uh, is Pennywise. Martin Mull. That'd be great. Yeah. Sign me up for that one. No, right. no I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Bill Hader. Actually, that's really good because this show he's doing on HBO right now, the one about the, the contract killer who wants like to be an a, assassin. Uh, yeah, he's like an assassin who wants to be an actor. Yeah, um, that looks I interesting. The name of it. It's actually been really good. It's, he's got a really serious, dark character in it, so he can pull off like serious when he needs to. That's a really good casting job. Man, so far, I'm actually on board. Have they cast... Um, so far, so good. Now, we don't have any uh, word yet. As of time of this recording, we don't have a Mike Hanlon cast or a Ben Hanscom. And Mike was the black kid? Correct. Okay. Do you think they're going to go with Donald Glover? 
Michael B. Jordan. I think Michael B. Jordan's too old. Yeah, well, actually, well, he I can pull th- off kind of young. He looks kind of young. Yeah, he's still. So it's 27 years after the events of the film that would put him right around 40. Really? Right? 40? I think so. Yeah. Oh, so, then that, that actually could work. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan could totally it. be in that. Yeah. Touch up I, Denzel. That's who I want to see. I love Donald Some Glover. CGI young Denzel's face on it. Oh boy. There we go. <laughs> yes, more computer graphics, please. Oh, John's back on his Denzel thing again. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Denzel stand, so. Um, I I love Donald Glover, but I'm worried that we're about to get a real saturation with him. Yeah. We might get too much of him, you know. I'd like to see what he can actually do in some I mean, he and get in what was it? Um was it it wasn't Interstellar, it was um Mars. Mar- the Martian. He was good in The Martian. Oh, right. He was one of the guys in he NASA, a scientist, right? yeah. And he had a little bit of his like little quirkiness, but like he played a pretty serious character. Um, we've also seen him in Community, where he plays a real kind of goofy character. Mm-hmm. I just think that uh, we haven't seen Solo yet. We'll have seen Solo by the time this comes out. We'll see how he does in that. But I don't know. I feel like I'd like to see him get some more roles with some some serious impact because I think he's potentially got some chops. You know, I think he could pull it off. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, and I, he can play low key. He's not like Chris Pratt, where like he has to be like the center of attention on the on the the scene. You know, he can really play this kind of like I'm just here in an ensemble. So I think that might work. His cameo in Spider Man Homecoming was cool. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, God, I love that. Oh yeah, he did do great there. Yeah, so he's My, Miles' he's, uncle. Yeah, he's really good at everything he's been in. I just I'm worried that now, but he he's becoming the hot, you know, the hot guy to go to for stuff. That uh, we may just see way too much of him, but we'll see. Maybe, but it could be worse. At least he can act, you know. At least he can. <laughs> at least he doesn't play the same character in every single yeah. film he's in. He can actually kind of switch it up a little bit. That's true. But look out, America! Donald Glover's coming for you. <laughs> All right, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the yeah, what was it? The Record movie. and quarantine. Oh boy, you sound excited. I actually like these movies, so okay. that's just my normal lack of enthusiasm toward life. <laughs> We're talking but, about um, record and quarantine. I actually didn't like these movies, so that's just kind of my outtake on. <laughs> uh, right. It's hard to. We'll get into that in a minute. Well, uh, um, these two films are fairly similar, so I think we're just... 95% the same. Yeah, I think we're just going to talk about them both together at the same time. I don't see any reason really to split it up. Agreed. But we should talk about some of the key differences um, in them. So Record came out in 2007. It was directed by Wame Balaguerro and Paco Plaza. Stars Manuela Velasco, Ferran Terraza, and Jorge Yamamoto Serrano. Oh, well done. Yeah, Mark. I'm well very done. proud of you, Mark. I took a Spanish class three <laughs> times in high school. Biblioteca. Here is what the box of record has to say. Ooh. You can do better. Una rapetora y su camara se encuentran en una estación bebados con las estadias de respeto la profesión de celotas. I could continue doing this the no, whole time, but I don't. think you Just got that. Stop. <laughs> it's a Spanish movie that was later adapted as an Americanized version called Quarantine. That is true. Now um, I will go. Mark, ahead and... you sounded like you were casting a spell. It was like it was incredible. You're very rhythmic to it. If you want to put me in any of your movies <laughs> where I got to spe- uh, cast Spanish hexes, I'm available for cheap. Um, anyway, that uh, uh, record came out in 2007, and then it was Americanized uh, the year the following year, and it was renamed Quarantine. Uh, 2008, here's what the back of the box says about Quarantine. It basically applies to both films. When a news crew decides to trail a brave firefighting team, they never suspected that the first call for help they respond to that night may be their last. 
Now they're trapped in an apartment complex sealed off by the government. With no way of escape, they find themselves surrounded by frightened residents who are infected with a deadly mutant virus. What happens next is only known because of the footage they left behind. That's accurate. I mean, that pretty much sums up the movie. Wait, a mutant virus? Oh, we're going to get into... Oh, God, I hate this so much. Uh, (laughs) I have so many questions that were just not answered in this movie. Really? Yes. Yes, the whole ending. When we get to the ending, I will have a lot of questions for you guys. But So, let's start off by the fact that when we watched this, um, the copy that we had was the Spanish version with an English dub. Yes, that's the copy you get on iTunes as well. I'm guessing if it's on iTunes and was it Vudu, then it's probably all, all streaming digital. services have it English dubbed from apparently 1985. It was it was dubbed. It sounded like basically they walked up to people at the bus stations like, hey, if I pay you 20 bucks, yeah. we'll read the following things. And they had no concept of what they were recording voices for. The dub version of this film does it a huge disservice. Huge. Um, if you want to watch this film, please go find the one with subtitles out there because... Or watch um, Quarantine. Um, don't watch... I would prefer you watch Quarantine over rec- record dubbed because yes. it's... I would say that's a that's a very fair... Like They, they are very similar, like yeah. super similar. So you, if you watch Quarantine, you don't lose anything in the experience. Because, I mean... For people who've watched anime for a long time, it is like a terrible anime dub. Please, ladies and gentlemen, will you please stay down in the lobby? What am I speaking Chinese? They didn't. They made no attempt to match voices. It feels like lip movements are all over. It's obviously they just overlaid an audio track to the film. It's just so bad. There's points where like the firefighters are like super excited. They're like, "Hey, a girl!" kind of thing, and the guys are just like. Hey, it's a girl. You're just like, yeah. like oh, really, you guys? They just like, I, I, like I said, I don't think the people who did the voiceovers were actually watching the movie. I think no. they just were given lines and told to read them because it's that bad. And the subtitles on the movie do not match what the dub is saying. Right. The subtitles yeah. are probably subtitled translations from the Spanish version of the film. And they it's are, a fucking and mess. It's, and it's broken English. They didn't yeah. bother like fixing the subtitles to kind of make it like read like proper English. So it's broken English subtitles. It's terrible voiceover dubbing and they do not match the DVD or Blu-ray version. If it exists, I don't know if there's a Blu-ray, but the the physical media version has a Spanish language on there with a proper subtitle track. And that's really good. Okay. See, I feel like that's the way we should have watched that then, but I guess that was really hard to find because I didn't find that. No, couldn't find mm-hmm. it myself. Um, I will always choose subbed over dubbed any day. Same. Uh, dub just loses the inflection in people's voices, the tension, because it literally is just an actor, an actress in a in a recording booth, and they're just watching the time yeah. frames, uh, you know, the video, and just trying to match the lips with what's going on. And on it's the screen. very rarely like seemingly voice actors, like which I think are a special breed of actors. You can't just take a regular actor and be like, oh, here's a recording booth, good luck. Like, you have to train to be a voice actor, and these people did not train or rehearse or maybe even seen the script before. I don't know. Who knows, man? That's really unfortunate. They they did that movie dirty. Yeah. So both films being as similar, um, I would maybe say you don't need to watch both of these. Pick one and go with it. Um, which one would you recommend the viewing audience if they've never seen any three of these versions? Would you say go with the original subtitled 2007 rec- record or would you say just go to quarantine? I would say, yeah, first, if you can find it, Spanish record, then quarantine, then just don't watch anything else. If you can't find one of those, save yourself an yeah. hour and 15 minutes and just don't watch the dubbed record. I would say quarantine was 
I liked Quarantine better for a lot of reasons, but I despised the woman they cast as the the main reporter really? in Quarantine. So in the in the Spanish version, she's just kind of like this kind of ditzy kind of like, oh, I'm kind of new to this. I've got a TV show. It's called Why You're Why You're Sleeping. Yeah, and it basically mm-hmm. like it's what happens when you're asleep. Which if that show was real with their pers- her personality, it would have been canceled like after one episode. <laughs> she was really bad. But she well, it's was hard just kind to tell of like, and record though because we weren't hearing her real language. Yeah, but you can tell by her body language and like you yeah, know, listening to the voice. But like she's very just kind of like she seems kind of inexperienced in record. And in quarantine, she's like, oh, look, firefighters. Uh, maybe we'll go into the locker room. And then she gets all giddy when she, like, sees the dude's penis. And, like, she just seems like she's just really, like, like, why are you doing this job? Like, what do you... I don't know. I kind of picked up a different vibe from her. I thought she was just, like, trying to have fun with the world that she was in. Because then, like, in the first part of the biological event she's all like people have a right to know and she got all a backbone but then in the last 30 minutes of the movie she just screams so before we go any forward let me give you the casting of quarantine so people know who's in this um it's directed by john eric dowdle and it stars jennifer carpenter who was also in the exorcism of emily rose as emily rose Ah. Was it? I was actress. told by uh, my roommate that that was the uh, the main girl from Dexter. That's very possible. The TV I show. I, I, I never saw one. Dexter, but yet she was like, that's the chick from Dexter. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm sure Dexter fans know what we're talking about. Um, also stars Jay Hernandez, Columbus Short, Steve Harris, and Jonathan Shaich to round out the cast. But um, I agree with John. The last half of the movie, uh, Jennifer Carpenter is in hysteria. <laughs> it's such a character break from how she was like at first and they don't really explain it it just seems like okay and you just need to become very shrieky and all she does is just scream and become i would have left her the spanish girl like the spanish uh, i'm gonna call it the spanish girl just because like yeah. i don't know i can't remember her name angela angela um she she screams a bit, but she seems to have her shit together until the very end scene when like everything goes wrong. Right. So she's not running around shrieking it like um like the Dexter girl was. Is she called Angela in the American one or? Okay, so the American Maybe. girl, and the Spanish girl. <laughs> um, I assume. I think it was. It, man, it was just like you're right. Like Jennifer Carpenter's character just screamed so much. I was like, all right, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I would have just been like, all right, you know what? You're on your own, lady, because you're a detriment to everyone's chances of survival. Well, there's one point he's like, you have to be quiet, and like she's just like, okay. You're just like, oh my god! Did he? Did yeah. you not just hear him? And this was in record and in quarantine. But then she like flips out. She's like, I was bit. I was bit. It reminded me of that scene in Talladega Nights where he's running around. He's like, I'm on fire! <laughs> oh my <laughs> help baby Jesus! <laughs> and it's like everyone's like, bro, you weren't bit. We saw that you weren't bit. Let's go. Chill. She's like, I was totally bit. That's your it's opportunity like, to get over. Like, well, you got to go in this room. Yeah. Then. All fun. right. Sucks to be in then. Like. So basically to give a real quick like rundown of the plot. Um, 
this this late night news reporter has a TV show. It's called Why You're Sleeping, or in like the American one, it's called Night Shift or something like that. Yeah. And um, basically, she goes around and films of what happens at night when you guys are asleep. You know, firefighters, like late night stalkers, things like that. And so she's at a fire department, and she's kind of learning about them. They get called on an event. They go to this apartment building. And then once they're inside, they're like, hey, this lady's freaking out. She's in hysteria. They go up there. They check it out. And this lady's covered in blood, and she's freaking out, like just kind of full-on feral mode. She attacks one of the firefighters, bites his fucking cheek out, which was gross. That was gross. Super sick. And they go downstairs, and as they go downstairs to leave to get help, they realize the entire building's being quarantined off and locked down. Yeah, they're all shut in, and they can't get anywhere. Can I tell you, they have a very loose understanding of the word quarantine, though, because then they're like, okay, everybody congregate together in the hall. Right. Yeah, make sure you infect each other. Yeah. Get real close In fact, to each they, other. they were like, we're going to go apartment by apartment and get everyone out of their individually quarantined rooms and bring them together. <laughs> That's a good point. I never thought about that. But yes, yeah. they completely like do not do the smart thing about a quarantine. No, it's, it's a little bizarre. Uh, you think... They would just leave them in their rooms like, yeah. well, we're just stuck here. Like, I'm not going to hang out in the hall of right. my apartment I don't until under- they, they let us out or whatever. They never explained why that was their plan. Get everybody together into this, like the first floor hallway of the of the place. And then even when shit started going crazy, they were like, we all need to stay together. But it's like the best option is just send everyone to their apartments, lock all the doors wait and down. call it a day. Yeah, like, wait it out and see what the next yeah. steps are. But. Someone is upstairs attacking. The old lady is attacking people. So I'm sure they were kind of scared. Like, we'll keep everybody down here. Um, so anyway, they've got the the residents, most of the residents of this apartment complex. And I'm just going to refer to it as a single movie because it's all very, like John said, like yeah. 95% the same. I think at the end, we'll get into some differences. But yeah, just assume that we're talking about both of them at the same time. Yeah, so and they, some of the like characters, like you know Nigerian instead of Chinese, or the guy yeah. was a nurse's aide in record. He's a vet in like tiny little shit that you almost wonder, like, why did they even bother changing that? Yeah, maybe yeah. just trying to make it their own. But so they get all, they, they all congregate in the wild lobby and uh, there's a cop who was already on the scene there's the firefighters that were with the reporter and there's some residents there's a a lady with her daughter and her husband's outside the building because they took their dog to the vet Um, there's a chinese couple or a nigerian couple in the american version there's a kind of like a spinstery dude who lives by himself who's very eccentric and very racist it's those chinese you see towards um every different ethnicities Of the building. Chatting all the time in Chinese and Japanese. I don't know. The way they talk, you can't understand a thing. Horrible. Horrible. There is um, some old, there's an elderly couple. And there's a few, like you said, there's a vet slash um, nurse's aide. Nurse's aide. Um, and so you find out that they're, they're all congregated in the lobby. And then upstairs, the, the Chinese and the Nigerian people's father, who's like invalid, can't move and stuff like that, is up in the room. And you also find out that's a Colombian girl who lives in one of the rooms. And so they go back up to look for those people. And while they're up there, the old lady who supposedly got knocked out, who attacked them earlier, comes back to life, attacks them again. The cop shoots her. And then the Colombian girl gets eaten. And so, and basically they're they're like, they're going room to room to try to find everybody and bring them back down. Right. Uh, The the entire time the apartment uh, tenants are freaking out. They don't understand what's going on. Very little information has been, uh, provided to them and they're just trying to find ways out. There's like a, like a fabric shop, uh, on the back end of the apartment that they try to escape through. Uh, at some point they go up to the second floor to cr- try to climb down the balcony. Yeah. Um, all the it is one of the things up. I didn't like about either of these movies is 
all the apartment residents were just so irrational. Like they all were just screaming all the time. And like, no, none of them were like, all right, let's just try to keep our wits about us. Like maybe the vet, uh, in quarantine, he was probably the only one of the non like firefighter. Yeah. He was group. real kind of like, Hey, look, this shit happens. Let's I just like see him. what goes on. Yeah. But the rest of them were just constantly screaming and bitching and moaning. And it's like, bro, we're all in this together. Like, let's figure this out. But instead they were just, uh, and inside the quarantined, uh, apartment building, they're trapped with the firefighters, the news crew and uh, a couple police officers. Yeah. So the, it's like the tennis just, continually yell at the police officers like they have any idea yeah. what's going on. It's like, you're not helping the situation just here. Just shrieking constantly. So long story short, just chaos ensues. One of the firefighters gets thrown over the balcony and lands on the ground. His head busts open. And then the vet tech slash nurse's aide is giving them first aid. And he's like, holy shit, you know, this is not normal. Like, look at this. And then the the CDC shows up. I'm going to call them the CDC. They were called something else in the... Uh, I think it was like the health court. department or whatever. Yeah. And they send a guy in in full hazmat gear. Like, he's like, okay, there's been an outbreak of something. We have some information. We're going to come in. We're going to test all your right. blood. But they know, all right? In quarantine, they figure it out on their own. They're like, yo, this is some fucking rabies shit. Well, they... Okay, and that's something we're going to get into as far as like... Like, in quarantine, the the vet guy is like, this looks like rabies. This is acting exactly like rabies. Yeah. And in record, they just didn't know. They're like, this is some kind of weird virus. Right. What do you prefer? Do you like it where it didn't really explain as much? I, the, when they, when they said it was rabies, I was like, oh, this is a cop out 28 days later answer. Because, and this, this actually, let's save that question till the end, because that ties directly into my question about the very end of this movie. Okay. I like that. They said it was rabies. Cause it made sense. I mean, I it was a very like, like it would make sense that that guy was like, hey, it yeah. looks just like this. Plus it made it more ominous that they were even bothering to send in the CDC person because he was like, this is a fucking waste of time. You're not going to learn anything from blood work. We need to drill into your brain. I guess what I'm saying is like, do you like the fact that quarantine wrote in more explanation of the disease? Rather, record kind of left it a little well, more nebulous. I would say I would say I enjoyed the more detail. <laughs> I just wish it was something a little bit more like that. that granted, rabies is fatal. If you don't catch it early enough. So that's, it's got right, some like serious, said, you know, yeah. implements mm -hmm. implications to it. But it also was like, well, if it's rabies, you guys know how to deal with this. You know, like, okay, let's get some shots inside here. Let's start treating everybody inside the no, place. No, because remember he said once symptoms start, it's too late. And the bite was starting symptoms like in five minutes. For those people, yeah. yes. But the thing is for the people who, the, the, the tenants in the lobby... They hadn't been showing symptoms yet. So True. why did they start treatment on those people? Like, that's the thing. Is yeah. Do you think you could inject everybody and then just let them sit in the quarantine? But it's mutant rabies. We don't even know if oh, our right. rabies They're, vaccine works. But again, works. that's the thing. is That's so. the kind of cop out. They're like, it's rabies, but it shouldn't be doing this. And I was like, well, then why even say it's rabies? You well, know, he said it was a rabies-like disease, I think. But also, I don't think quarantine explained more than record. It just explained different parts of the movie. Yes. Because it had caught the disease, but then the whole fucking attic scene made no sense in quarantine and that had a bigger that is role exactly that is exactly record. what i want to talk about and let me get to the plot real fast because i want to get to that specifically sure so the cdc guy comes in and he's like you know like well it's an outbreak of something and then the two firefighters that are injured like kind of wake back up and have zombie qualities and then attack other people and then at that point all hell breaks loose and it's a matter of we've got to do whatever we can to get out of here although there was a really terrible moment when the cdc guy gets attacked by the guys who are like zombies 
And they're like, what's going on? And he immediately pulls up his quarantine mask, his biohazard mask. Yeah. Like, let me explain it to you guys. The one thing yeah. you wouldn't do in an infected place is basically like, okay, let me take this mask off that's protecting me and let me tell you what's going on here. Those CDC guys are all full of fucking retardedness, though, because it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, we handcuffed them. It's totally fine. I'm just going to keep my back turned to the whole time. It'd be like, let's separate these people with some distance. Terrible like, choice. Like, yeah. Again, I like to think it's that guy's first day on the job. He's making all kind of rookie mistakes. Yeah, that's a, a rookie bullshit. mistake. We should like, make a horror movie called First Day, and it's everyone's first day doing whatever they do, and it's an ensemble <laughs> cast, and everyone's just making terrible decisions. Like, yeah. why did you do that? It's like, it's my first day. Like, everyone just keeps using that excuse over and over again. <laughs> Today's my first day in this apartment. Oh, it's my first day running this apartment <laughs> exactly. building. <laughs> exactly. I think, there's, I think there's something there. I'm into that. It's not his first day in life, though. He should have figured that shit out. I'll <laughs> tell you what. True. That's a good point. Oh, man. So It's the first day shit. I've ever applied logic to any situation I've <laughs> ever been in when they're doing the head count of everyone in the building like they're like is there anybody else in the building like oh well there's a guy who lives in the attic but i haven't seen him for forever yeah like five months or whatever they so said. ship goes haywire everyone break you know at this point it's like we got to get out of here to live because everyone's exhibiting symptoms the little girl is infected they thought she had what tuberculosis no yeah. also bron- bronchitis bronchitis never explain why everyone else turns like that and she is like fucking uh the like kid. patient zero typhoid mary over there takes her um, six years to transition in one of i don't remember which film and i don't know if it's in the version we saw like where it was cut out because it was dubbed <laughs> um it says based on blood type how how long it takes yes. to that's so even dumber but blood okay. type it de- determines how long it takes for it to gestate and affect you. Oh, I don't so think she got the slow motion blood type. Yeah, well, yeah. I did not remember hearing that in the movie. When I was looking up some more data on this, that was one. Of I the think that might have been a. I think that might have been an outside the movie detail because I would have immediately clung onto that piece of information, yeah. and that was not there. Hmm. That's but, true. Because everyone else turned like I mean within minutes, and she was sick at least for a day. Well, it like, was for the plot's convenience. Yeah, I think is what you're trying plot to get speed, at. Plot speed, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so everyone's turning. It becomes a survival. Like it's the um, it's one of the fire. No, it's the cop and it's the reporter and the camera person. And they're like, we got to get out of here. So they're running around. They end up going up north, up to the top of the building, to the attic area to to hide out. They're trapped in there at this point. And then they hear something. They're in this room and they start seeing all these like serial killer esque news clippings on the wall. And yeah, this is and, the part that I want to like get possession into. based stuff. Yes. Depends on the movie you're watching. Okay. Yeah. So True. that's a question I had because in record, they go into this room. There's like all these news clippings about this girl that's been possessed. And you find out that this priest mm-hmm. has been making a vaccine or antidote to basically cure the the possession. And then it has it can have certain side effects. And that's what actually infected out and got these people in this building to turn into zombies. At least in record, that's what it was. Right. It says there's an agent of the Vatican had isolated a human enzyme that causes demon possession. Um, Wait, what? That's what I missed that completely. Holy shit. It was on the recording of the tape. Yeah. uh, When he plays the tape. Um, Which is just gibberish in quarantine. Which I thought I was like waiting. I was like, are they going to speed up the tape? Right. It's like tape. 
you're playing it at the wrong speed, lady. Come on, you can figure this. Nobody <laughs> yeah. sounds like that. <laughs> but instead, they just leave it running and walk away from right. the tape. And I'm like, well, the tape has all the information because on it. Quarantine did not want to have that supernatural element to it. So they, but they also didn't want. That's what I got. They didn't want to cut the attic scene because it's so. It was so kind of important and pivotal to the to the whole movie. And like the last scene of her getting drug away was a very famous scene. The movie so, is built up to that scene. Like someone had an idea about that scene. It was yeah. like, how do we make a movie about? So they this. couldn't cut that from quarantine, but they didn't want to bring all the baggage that came with it. I like records version of the disease better. I do too. Um, yeah, instead yeah. of quarantine, instead quarantine decided to make a death cult who stole a virus from a quote unquote chemical lab. <laughs> That's all you need. And to know. Un- unleashed it in the apartment, I guess. Uh, right. when they so they got their little dog it. Max sick, which then went to a vet which then fucked everybody up in the vet. And they were like, oh, we're going to have to quarantine this building. And the circle of life continues. Yeah, God, it was such a cop out. I mean, the visuals were still yes. cool. So they go up in the attic. They find the room with all the, the crazy, whether it be the death cult or the exorcism plot line. The exorcism plot line was much better. Yes, um, I agree. And then you basically like are walking in this room. And of course, the, the reporter is in record. She's kind of like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then quarantine, she's just like, Oh, in quarantine, she's nonstop. Yeah, mental collapse here. She's like, yeah. "Don't take the light off me. I, I'd be in the dark if you do that. It'll be dark." It's like, yeah, yeah like, that's you how light, the light works. Right at you, you can't see anything if you're staring directly into a spotlight. You dummy. Also, she has, was also face first into the door, like she wasn't looking at anything. Right, and it's like, has the light helped anyone in any situation in this movie so far? Lumin- <laughs> illuminate me so the bad guy can see me, yeah. please. Yeah, and so like a trap door falls open in this attic room. And then he's like, the cameraman's like, I'm going to take a look. And I immediately was like, no, you fucking dummy. Well, he had a did good idea. Well, no, no, he did. He said, I'm going to put my camera up there, spin it around, and then I'm going to look at my camera and yeah. see if there's anything up there. Now, that did was that the... Did that get you? I, oh, you mean the thing that jumped at the camera? Yeah. Okay. So, the moment he, okay, so the moment he put the keys, like, I'm going to put my camera up there, I immediately covered my eyes. <laughs> and I was listening to the noise. And, and Vanessa was like, are you even watching this? And I was like, nope. <laughs> and I was like, I just kept hearing it. And I was like, and it like something hit it and that's when I like opened my eyes and I caught the tail end of it yeah. and I was like oh I should have just kept my eyes closed um, that except for his that scared con- the hell out of me. <laughs> it was a good scene and it was a smart thing to do in a, in a horror movie and I would say accepting his insistence to continue filming the whole fucking time the cameraman was one of the smarter people we've ever seen in a horror movie oh yeah absolutely he was pretty with it Mm-hmm. that dude had his shit together like when he was like I'm gonna put it up there she's like he's like I'm not going up there I'm just gonna see what's up yeah. there. and I was like that's fucking intelligent although I would have just closed that door and been like okay we're good like I would just push the door up yes. and closed it I agree because there's nothing I don't need to see what's up there whatever's up there is bad yeah. nothing good is up there they should have stayed in the bottom area of the attic and yeah. just not done anything yeah when they went so yeah and so so anyway the lights go out completely it's absolutely dark the camera guy's like i'm gonna turn on night vision because nothing says let's not scare the shit out of ourselves like turning on night vision night. On a that camera. was a big motif in like the 2007 oh, yes. 2008 that was in a lot of movies let oh, me yeah. drop a clarification here as someone who worked in the tv industry for two years as a cameraman Right around the time uh, Quarantine and Record came out, those cameras aren't equipped with night vision. (laughs) (laughs) I can guarantee that. They don't give you the special forces camera? No, sir. (laughs) That is not standard issue for a television cameraman at a a, a, a news station. This guy came prepared for war, so. Yeah. Anyway, Garrett. (laughs) So this enlarged limbed like really thin wafy 
demon-looking monster woman comes down and then slowly starts, you know, attacking the camera, the camera guy and the uh, the reporter. The camera keeps like panning past it and looking. That's another thing that bothered me is like the camera would focus on the monster. We'll call it the the the, the demon possessed yeah. monster. It would look right at it, and then the camera would turn away for no reason, and then focus back on the thing. It's like never take your camera off the thing that's right in front of you. You're illuminating it. You know where it is. There's no reason to move it anywhere else at this point. But he kept doing that. So anyway, cameraman gets beat the shit out. Like it just mashes this dude. Like just mashes him in the with nothing. like a club or a wrench or yeah. something. Well, no, with a with hammer. Fist. I thought it was holding re- something. Oh, and recording it was just like pounding it like a fucking ape. Oh, and I'm pretty sure in quarantine it was holding some sort it's of weapon, object. Yeah. Uh, okay, I don't remember but, that. Yeah. But yeah, in record, it just starts mashing. Here's another like camera question. Can you kill someone with the camera and still have it functional? I thought it would have broke the it lens. It would probably damage that lens beyond repair. Yeah, I would imagine that um, too. In quarantine, the cameraman uses that camera uh, to bash Yeah, uh, he beats a couple the things. shit out of um, uh, Lens first. So, no, I don't think that lens would still be in working order after yeah. killing somebody. He's like, oh, let me just wipe this blood off of it. And To uh, be quite honest, those things um, are shoulder packs, right? Yeah. Um, so, first off, there was a tremendous amount of shaky cam going on in this film. So much shaky cam. Yeah. As a cameraman, when you have that on your shoulder, that eliminates a large portion of the shaky cam. So, that was a little bit of a continuity oh, error. Oh, busted. Um, <laughs> Ruining the, ma- the magic. Yeah, the whole, it's the whole point of your you know you're you're stationing it on your shoulder which is a solid ground and you can zoom in at pretty good length without having that horrible shaky effect (laughs) um also the back end of the camera is going to be the eye the part you want to bash something with it's a solid square like (laughs) object not an attached lens (laughs) that's true the lens could have just popped off yeah like so wrong part of the camera. I got what you were going for for effect. We wanted to wipe away some smeary blood <laughs> off the off the screen of the audience's view. But anyway, so anyway, the 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 demon Thank you, mark. Mark. <laughs> yeah, that was great info. Um, the possessed like monster thing beats up the cameraman, and then the camera falls to the ground. The reporter trips, and then from the darkness behind her, she gets grabbed and pulled away into the darkness, and then cut to credits. That is the movie. Now I have quite a few questions about the let's start with record all right so was that demon thing supposed to be the girl that was possessed that he was experimenting on that is correct okay i couldn't gather that at first yeah a lot of it was meant to be i think explained in that poorly dubbed over audio recording and i remember everything Um, from that because he was like he's like this could have side effects but we may have been able to find a a vaccine that can basically stop you know possession because it's this that and the other and i was like okay but it looked like a fucking spanish meth lab is what it looked like. So the agent of the Vatican had written out the attic and he was researching and isolating that demon possession enzyme. He located a possessed girl named Tristana Medeiros, uh, kidnapped her and took her into that attic where he was doing research on. Kidnapped her? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, The enzyme mutated and became viral and the agent had no other option but to seal her off in the house and let her die of starvation was his plan. That does not seem like the only option. I can think of 10 (laughs) other (laughs) options besides that one. I feel like if you're going to kidnap her and you realize it's a threat, you you know know what? It's not a hop, skip, and a jump from just killing someone. But she was so disturbing to look at when the in the few frames of night vision she was in with those very stretched out thin gangly limbs yeah. weird ma- i'll be honest i 
I slept on the couch last night, so I didn't have to go upstairs. <laughs> I was so like just walking up my stairs and having to cr- walk around that corner in the dark. I was like, yeah. no, no, I think I'm good. I think I'm just crash right here on the couch. Yeah, the movie is creepy. I really like it. I um I don't I think- like the dub version, but the original record and even quarantine, I really like. They're they're up there for me. I feel like because of the plot is so like built around this one end scene. I feel like there's so many bad decisions. I feel like there's just... I mean, there's a, there's a moment in the movie after everyone's become a zombie. Everything's gone nuts. They enter the the possession meth lab at the end. And then they hear a noise upstairs in the attic. And Pablo, the cameraman, goes, maybe it's the pipes. And I was like, Pablo, you fucking moron. I was like, I'll tell you the one thing it's not. It's the pipes at this point. Just trying point. to be optimistic. That's I all. I get it, but... I respect Pablo. He's he's, he's doing his best. <laughs> you respect Pablo. <laughs> he's, you know what? He's an OG. It's like you're being held at gunpoint. You're like, hey, they're probably just here to like resubscribe our yeah, newspaper. you know? I don't know. I enjoyed it in the fact that like I feel like in the right hands, it could have been a really good movie. And I will say the Americanized version, visually, pacing-wise, was much better than record. But I just had a problem that like the end was so interesting. I was like, this should have been more of a focal point in the entire third act. Well, lucky for you, there's a record two and a record three. Is there and a really? record four? And, there you go. Are they all Spanish or are these like the American Spanish versions? ones? Yeah, they didn't make any more quarantines. Holy crap, really? Have anybody yeah. seen the two, three, or four? No. Nope. Um, uh, record four came out in 2014, so it's not too old. Um, I'd oh, be interested four to years see ago. What they it's pretty I'm old. So inter- it? interesting. All right, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to to kind of go back and see um, where they kind of take that story, uh, specifically because Record has the f- uh, more interesting explanation of yeah. the disease rather than quarantine, calling it a death cult, releasing a disease in an apartment building. I hated that so much. Like it, it seemed such, like such a cop out. I was it like, was. Oh, this is such a terrible twist. I think that was a poor choice. Um, do you guys think? Of, can you think of any other differences that really stood out to you uh, between the two films? Um, I thought the addition of making the uh, firefighters kind of more horny wasn't necessary. But um, in quarantine? Yeah, in quarantine. Yeah, it was dumb, but... I did like the fact that they were using the wireless mic to obtain information. That yeah. was something the record did not do. So they mic up the firefighters before they roll out. And at some point, the firefighters are down cleaning the fire engine. And they, she's like, turn on the mic. I want to hear what they're saying. I think they're talking about you. Will you turn up his mic? You didn't catch no eye. Hey, give me some of that. I tell you, all right. A hundred bucks says I can bang her by the morning. Oh, come I'll on. take that bet. <laughs> nice mic. She's listening in on him, and then they use it again to get plot points about the CDC yeah. uh, coming in later on. So I did like that. Change. What's a CNB? Yeah, huh. quarantine had much better visuals. Like when the firefighter walks out on his broken leg. Yeah. Oh, that was so rough to I watch. I think they had a much bigger budget than Record did. I didn't. Yeah, I believe Record had about a two million dollar budget. Quarantine had twelve. Okay, yeah. that makes sense because like the <laughs> firefighter walks out on a broken leg and you see the bone. He's like trying to put weight on it, and it's just like, oh, it's so terrible. It was much gorier than yeah. Record. Although I, he stomped that rat like right in frame. That and I was, was like, cool. Dude, oh, I was like, that rat was coming after me. Did you see that? Yeah, man? he was like, he was like, you can't. I mean, I it's get like it. South Park. Hey, he's coming right for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. If like if that, in that situation, if you're quarantined and a rat's coming at you, stomp that okay, shit. I get it. Maybe kick the rat, but I didn't need to see you stomp it 15 times to a bloody pulp in perfect. And that was the least shaky the camera had been the entire movie. <laughs> right. They held that camera perfectly still during the yeah. stomp scene. I was like, oh man, I don't need to see you stomp animals. I did like the pacing in quarantine better. I thought, you know, the horny 
firefighters is a weird choice, but just giving us more time with the firefighters and such beforehand. Cause with like record, it was like 10 minutes and they were in the, the room. I mean, That's the whole true. movie is not even 90 minutes records only an hour and 15 minutes long. Euphemism, the movie. I enjoyed the casting of Boris, the sneaky fucking Russian. No. Yeah. In okay. quarantine. He was all right, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the dude from Snatch, uh, the older gentleman, uh, who I guess was the landlord of the apartment complex in quarantine. Right. Then he's like, oh, man, I, I know a way out of here. So oh. I, was ha- I was happy to see him again. I did thought it was clever to use the... Uh, so he has, like, special keys, which he didn't think to mention until near the end of the movie. And then as soon as he mentions it, he dies. And For a lot convenience. Yeah. And they were like, shit, how are we going to know where he lives? And then they all thought to use the mailbox. I thought that was clever. When they pull out that keyring with, like, 90 keys on it, <laughs> so I great. started laughing so hard. I was like, well, you guys are fucked now. Well, they managed to open the door just <laughs> in time. Found it like on her second key i was like well screw you why would there be so many keys i mean even if there was three locked doors in each of those apartments there's only nine apartments in that building keys (laughs) and they just happen to put the ones he needs in there was like a hundred there's usually a master key that opens every door right you know no one's rolling around (laughs) with a hundred keys on this big ass key ring one other thing i did notice i feel like the quarantine movie had way more tenants than the record did yeah i think so too do you think that helped amp the tension when they were trying to get to the basement and then had to be forced up into the attic it let them kill more people yeah. Like they had that cool dog scene. That dog fucked right. that guy up in that elevator. The elevator, elevator yeah. yeah. That was also not in quarantine. And he was meant to be like the asshole, but I thought, man, that's who I would be. He's like, let me just go back to my fucking apartment. What am I doing here? And yeah. and he they were like, like... the one smart yeah. one. He's like, I'll just kick it in my place and you guys let me know. When this- and they were like, no, you got to stay here. Why are you being such a dick? And he's like, fuck y'all, I'm out of here. And then the movie just brutally kills him. And be a like, rabid dog. Yeah. And it's like, man. Which, where did that dog come from? It was just upstairs. Yeah, they mentioned Do you think people that having just has dogs, random but... dogs in his. <laughs> oh man, he's picking up all the strays. <laughs> yeah. He he lives with them and talks with them. Um, yeah, there was a few things that like quarantine was much gorier. Um, the one thing they kept saying in both movies is the reporter was like, "The world needs to see this," and I was like, "Why?" Until she collapses and loses her entire spine. Yeah, she's like, "No, we have to let people know what's going on here," which I think is a noble intention. But she does she did not, not seem stick like with a that. journalistic integrity type reporter. She looked like a girl who basically who knew her whose uncle worked for the station and got a mm. job. That's- so that really begs the question: If you gentlemen were in this situation, when do you turn the camera off and stop doing the fucking job immediately Uh, i would say once it became a hindrance to my survival yes uh once the fireman's body dropped from the third floor and cracked his neck open and you start seeing people go nuts his face busts open like his skull cracks open and his head his leg is i mean it's or i'd probably put the camera down a lot more than he does in real like i would maybe keep it recording but i would just put it somewhere so i can have both of my hands was like was it blair witch that basically had the excuse of like i keep the camera on because it kind of makes this seem less real like was it Blair Witch? Blair Witch had some, yeah. Oh, it's just how I can cope with all this craziness or yeah. some shit. All right. Maybe I some people. I think about that sometimes. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe a cameraman that does this because it's a... But the thing is, like, he was, like, taking himself out of being behind the camera so often to be involved with what was yeah. going on. It was like, just put it down at this point, dude. Right. Just put it on a fucking counter, which yeah. I get doesn't make a good movie. But that's probably what I would do in real life. No, it's absolutely true. Uh, he was not being as active as he should have been, especially when they were in the room looking for the keys. Like, he's like, look over here. Okay, over here. Yeah. Over here. It's like, dude, why don't you stop and help? Your life is literally in danger. Right. You need to stop doing the job. I mean, at a certain point, they were like, oh, the power went out and they were using the light on the camera, which apparently lasts forever. So 
I guess that's how he was helping. He was illuminating with a flashlight kind of deal. She also opened those drawers, took one quick glance, and then closed them immediately. I was like, you want to actually look inside these things? Like- well, she knew she was looking for the world's biggest key ring, so... <laughs> <laughs> she knew exactly what it looked like. Yeah, somehow, she just knew, like, oh... I didn't really enjoy these movies as much as I think I, I, I should have, because, again, I just thought that the first two-thirds, if not more, of the movies... We're just really kind of like, why? Why are we even going through all this? But like, it really upset me when we got to the end and found the the kind of the secret ending that I was like, oh, if you had just made more of your movie about this or just kind of like hinted more towards this crazy plot line, I would have liked it so much more. I feel like the most interesting part of that movie was done in three minutes. Yeah, I can see. But you got to thread it together, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You got to get true. from point A to point Z or whatever. Um, it was point Z because that movie <laughs> felt like it drug on. Well, what do you guys feel about the found footage genre in general? You mentioned Blair Witch is one of them. Um, That was one of the more popular ones. Definitely wasn't the first one by any means. I think some people consider Cannibal Holocaust to be a sort of found footage one. You know, it's about documentary crew. That was a good movie. It's really gross, though. Gary, you would hate it. Oh, I've seen. You would hate. So many animals were harmed during the making of that film. Yeah, and they actually like were legitimately harmed. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. No, I I've seen. I had a few friends that was like, oh, you got to watch this. It's the most like disturbing thing you've ever seen. And, you know, morbid curiosity. That is that is me. Like, like, all right, let's take a look. Yeah, there's just certain things. I'm like, I don't even care if it's fake at this point. I was like, that's just not entertaining to me anymore. Shocking doesn't mean it's compelling. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. a great way to that. say it. Yeah. Cannibal Holocaust, though, people should watch. I would say that's definitely... It's such a genre-defining film especially I, for its time i won't be surprised if we get around to it just because yeah of, you know, um I'm looking forward to it fellas yeah. <laughs> in general i don't mind found footage i don't like shaky cam and those two aren't necessarily always related but oh my uh, God, so much shaky cam in this like yeah. like i said when you just yeah. told me about the shoulder thing that really makes me even more mad at this movie because I'm like, I was like, like, the camera is excessively shaky in these films. Yeah, your shoulder is stability for the camera. Super oh. shaky. And I was just like, I was like, I don't remember being that shaky. Oh, Maybe I'm just really, so used to it. I mean, yeah. it's not like Cloverfield bad. Like, Oh, no, not not that level. Um, it's, that's it's, another found footage type yeah. thing. Cloverfield, paranormal activities, technically uh, found, found footage. footage also. And I, then, I don't mind it. It doesn't it actually, most movies, unless it's like a huge, huge part of it, I just immediately forget. They throw it out in the beginning. Like Blair Witch, it was such a part of it. But like this one, they kind of throw it out in the beginning like some text like oh here's the footage we found and then you never hear from about it being found footage again like i don't care which i thought was actually the way to go yeah I feel like that's just like don't don't make it the like a big hinging it's point like a of framing device line. i'm yeah. fine with it i've got to be in the mood for that type of film first off and then secondly there's got to be a good reason to why you're presenting me this story and narrative in this form it's very common in horror because i think it's like it's cheap yeah. It's affordable. But there are, I mean, very expensive found footage films too. I think it's just that it lets people be like, oh, look how creepy and crazy this is. And we only found the tape. Um, Cause I'm thinking of a movie I watched recently. Grave Encounters was about this. Um, there was this haunted house one. Um, ha- ha- and they might be called haunted house LLC, hell house LLC. Um, those are both really good found footage films. I think it's just with the genre of horror, it plays itself really well to found footage. That's true. Um, watching Quarantine, it made me think of some video games too. Like the Outlast series felt a lot like this movie. I think a lot of I think a lot of what we see in those games is based off of you know 
this kind of stuff. Yeah, because at last you literally are walking around with a camera, night vision, inside a creepy hospital, <laughs> and you're just trying to get away the whole time. So I was like, man, I wonder if this is where they got the idea. Maybe. And there's some good there's some good twists on it. Like House on Haunted Hill, even though that movie was Garbage Town, the remake, you know, they had those moments where you could see stuff through the found footage camera that you right. couldn't see. That was in real the most life. interesting part of the film for and me. Sinister. The Sinister is about like what happens when you're the person that finds these found footage tapes. Like that's actually a pretty cool. Concept. I like Sinister. That's a good universe. I've watched all of. I think I own them all. Actually. I haven't seen more than just the first one. But, I haven't seen uh, any. That's the one we should put on the books for some time. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely talk about that one. But I don't know. I I'm very torn on them. I don't mind the found footage um, concept. But I hate shaky cam, like excessively shaky cam. And these movies were much more shaky than most of the other ones. Like Blair Witch seemed very stable compared to these movies. And I was like, you shouldn't basically be less stable than Blair Witch. Well, I think Paranormal actually has a good uh, ratio of handy cam footage to security cam footage. You're talking about Paranormal Activity? Yeah. Oh, okay. that one's hardly shaky at all. I know, but it, but it goes back and forth, right? So, when Nico has the camera, that's when you get your oh, shaky yeah. cam, and then it goes to the security cams of the house. So, it kind of gives you a chance for your eyes to rest. Right. It's not just constant motion nonstop. By, like, the end of the Paranormal Activity series, though, they're barely doing... It's like found footage in the loosest sense of the word. Oh, really? It's basically just what's the shtick for this particular film. All right, and good enough. I know we're going to talk about the Paranormal Activity movie soon, and I'm actually interested to hear your, your guys' like evolution of those movies because, again, I've seen the first one, and I think maybe the second one, but yeah. there's so much that like the second one seemed like such a deviation Oh um, man! If you think, wait till you see the fucking Mexican one, mm, the LA don't. one, or whatever don't. it's called. I don't it's know. It's bad. Oh, wow. the marked ones. The marked ones. God, that movie. What fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's wrap back into these films. Um, we're gonna try something new today to maybe uh, kind of determine what the gravest mistake these films made. Um, to kind of really nail it on what took you out of the movies the most. Um, so particularly for record. For me, the gravest mistake, the grave mistake was the fact that... Yeah, let's just let's just make it a segment called The Grave Mistake. All right, right fine. Hey, welcome to a new edition of The Grave Mistake. There'll be some lame All right, I like I it, it, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's so sporadic, we've all prepared for it. <laughs> um... I don't, I don't know if I can really find a fault in uh, record because of the version we watched. For me, the grave mistake was the fact that they allowed a dub version to make it out in the field. Seconded. I really can't uh, judge a movie that was presented to me poorly. That was my grave mistake as well. That dubbing, what the fuck were they thinking? It's like, did, you, did they even watch it? When after they dubbed it, or they're like, that's it, put it in the can. They must have had like rushed that out the door after they saw quarantine kind of kick off some interest yeah. in this franchise. We can make some money off that. But I exactly. can't believe that they weren't like, all right, it's fucking 2018, just put both versions available and then people can switch whichever one they want. Yes, the fact that it's a decade later and still the digital places to pick these films up don't seem to have the original available is a short side. Two, $2 million budget. I guarantee you all that's gone. I'm pretty sure this was a like <laughs> last ditch yeah. effort to like just cash in on whatever they could. But the producers still own the rights to the movie. They could totally, I'm Why sure. Why not present it in yeah, a better format? They're going so like, to. But I'm, these are producers. Who knows if they're thinking 
making, you know, like, let's I mean, put a little money they made four of these it. movies. Like, they have money. Oh, yeah, they, that's a good point. Like, you know what, you've invested in this they shit. They have oh, money. Man. Like, they could. Right. See, I would a, say the dub, too, was definitely it for me. But if we weren't holding that against it, because, again, that's not the movie's fault. That's someone else's fault after the fact. Agreed. I, I would say my biggest problem with um, Record was not giving me more plot line with the possession um, thread. That was a really, really interesting concept. Okay. I mean, possession being related to a human enzyme. Like, that's a that's an interesting fucking topic. Yeah. And I would have loved to have had maybe maybe just five min- minutes more of them just, like, talking about it or delving yeah. into it. Because I haven't seen record two or three or apparently four, um, I don't know what they did with it. So, maybe they were just, maybe that was, like, the Marvel after credit scene. They just wanted to <laughs> tease at it and say, come check this shit out in record two. Yeah, if anything, it's made me more interested to follow up with the rest of the uh, films to see what they had going with it. You Let's know? just find out how terrible they are. Oh, I, hope I hope they're hope good. Not. But the fact that no one... When I want to get to a franchise and be like, dude, the sequels were... Fucking yeah. great. Yeah, me too. But, I, yeah. I would argue Paranormal Activity at first, the sequels were better than the original. Then it hit a trend of, all right, now you made too many of these fucking things. But like, I would watch Paranormal Activity 2 or 3 over the first probably any I agree day. with that. What about quarantine? What do you think the grave mistake there is? For me, it was turning the news reporter into just a stock scream queen character. Oh, my God. She went from people have a right to know. Don't touch my cameraman. We're going to record. Fuck you. To just. ah. (laughs) What do you think about this situation? Ah. I'm bored like, already. I yeah. wish you'd stop. It was fucking cold. Like, well, you I, know they saw ec- Exorcism of Emily Rose and like, we want that in the film for 35 minutes. Yeah, I mean, like her whole psyche collapsed and it didn't, it just doesn't feel like how the character they introduced us to in the first like 60 minutes of the movie would react to the last 30 minutes of the movie. Granted, there's a lot of crazy shit going on and rabid people are coming at you, but you think... Being a news reporter, you may have experienced some tension, right? Right. In her line of duty. Or show, put some some threads earlier in the movie that maybe she doesn't handle pressure well. But they don't, like, so you see it plant more as like any a, seeds. Right. You see it more as like a, they just flip the switch on right. hysteria. She just went from... It does from, seem like she goes from, like, one to ten out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, if they had shown some earlier she, scenes of her being, like, real shaky or something. But she was, like, there with the cop, like... Tell me all the bullshit. Like it just was doesn't make I any sense. I want you to get in there and I want you to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I can see that. I totally understand. For me, I guess it depends on how you're framing quarantine in regards to record. Um for me the grave mistake was copying record too closely and not doing enough to differentiate itself or justify its existence. I don't really know why they did this. I'd rather them just brought over record in its original form, yeah. gave it the budget of advertising that it needed. I think it would have been just fine. I don't know, actually, because if you think they would not, they would have, if they had just brought it over, they're not going to bring a Spanish language film with subtitles to the mass market in America. That's just not a thing that's going to happen. Yeah, they, they would prefer just to remake yes. it. Yes. And the dub that they made was definitely not movie Well, I think, I think we're saying, though, if they put the money into actually doing a good dub of it and put it out over here in America. Yeah. But even then, people have a real tough time accepting, like, dubs, dubs. where the voices don't match the 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 actual like audio and stuff like that the the video the visual and the audio don't match up that's a real problem for a lot of moviegoers so I'm I I, I think it was just more like you know like they knew that it just wouldn't sell well if plus they had quarantine done that. made a lot of money and I bet record made a lot of money and they would have made less money if they had only made one of those films 
So if you really want to break it down, like, let me give you a quote. Um, This is from the fellows who made record. We're sorry. In regards to quarantine. Uh, they expressed distaste for quarantine, saying it's impossible for me to like because it's a copy. It's the same, exact, except for the finale. It's impossible to enjoy quarantine after record. I don't understand why they avoided the religious themes. They lost a very important part of the end of the movie. Um, the other director said um, he did appreciate the quarantine helped record to become more popular than it was. It moved a spotlight onto his film. Um, you know, the fact that they were going to be remade in Hollywood, it was big news in Europe. Everybody knew that it existed um, after quarantine. That is true, released. too. See, the second the second director, I understand that from a creative of like, okay, you're going to, it's it's helping my thing get more light and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is fine. But I, look, I will 100% agree with the first director. Yeah. Changing that religious theme at the end, just, it was like a knife in my gut. It was like, because like in quarantine, I was like, okay, get through this bullshit, get through this girl screaming. We're eventually going to see what the American like high budget version does with this creepy possession concept. Because mm-hmm. we watched the the original before we watched quarantine. But then to get up there and it's just like, it's a death cult. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, where's my possession thing? Like, that's the only reason it makes sense yeah. that that like How that monster demon girl thing it? is there. But yeah, it was it was a real gut punch. I would say for me... The, the grave mistake of quarantine. I mean, I don't know. I would, I would probably say the same thing as John, you know, having the, the main character that we follow around just at some point become a blank slate just to scream in every scene. It was so unnecessary yeah. for the tension. I know it was supposed to like heighten the moment, but as a director, I would have been like, pull it back just a little bit. Yeah, it was so, just too much. You came numb to it. It's like, oh, she's screaming again. Great. Yeah, I was more concerned about her shutting the hell up than I was what was going on the screen <laughs> yeah. sometimes. And I was like, someone, you know, put a ball gag in her mouth or whatever. It's just like, right. you got to do something to like just calm her down because you've got bigger things to worry about. But yeah, I would say the biggest mistake for me was either the screaming or the fact that they changed that plot line to the much weaker option, which, man, with a bigger budget, could you imagine what they could have delved into? Like mm. if it was the the possession thing, yeah, that's oh, that's rough. Also, in quarantine, there was a scene where the little girl, she finally like freaks out and becomes possessed or whatever. Like she takes down a full grown cop, and I'm like, if you can't handle a forty pound little girl, guess what? Yeah, I mean, I, they hint at that this rabies virus, possession virus, makes them stronger. Because that old lady took out two firefighters, too. And it's hinted that, you know, she's the one who threw him over the balcony or whatever. Is it? Okay, I couldn't yeah. tell if it was someone else if it was the old lady who was hinted at. So, I, I assume the virus just gives you super strength. That's the only th- way that it would have made sense. Okay, then I'll give a little bit of... Again, that was a minor thing yeah. for me, but that was definitely when the kid's, like, taking down the cop. I was like, come on, man. Throw it, kick it, whatever you gotta do. Like, it's a Bop small it. child. <laughs> well, there was, like, three people Twisted. trying to help him, too. And it was like, y'all can't pull a little girl off yeah, this dude? Yeah, I think she was super strong. Yeah, but even then, they're just like, you know, leverage and like angles and stuff that you can at least prior off of him. Well, it sounds like we've settled on the grave mistake being Jennifer Carpenter's overacting and hysteria. Maybe not necessarily overacting, but yeah. the fact that I don't she necessarily just did too blame much. her though. That's a director. That's a director's yeah. call. Basically, like, hey, absolutely, yo, like, girl, pull that back just a tad. But if that took you out of the movie, then that's going to be the mistake of the film. So, Agreed. so here's a real quick thing for you guys: the plot of Record Two, the medical. Dr. Owen leads a three-man SWAT team inside the sealed-off building to get blood sample from the girl, Medirios, to develop an antidote. They are attacked by the zombie-like creatures, and Dr. Owen locks a zombie inside a room using a crucifix. 
He discloses that the patient Zero was possessed by evil and the Vatican sent him to save mankind. Mm. Further, they will only leave the building under his voice command. So basically this doctor, no one will leave the building unless he tells them to. Meanwhile, three teenagers follow a fireman and a man that breaks into the building through the sewage system to rescue his colleague and daughter, respectively, as they are trapped inside. They are lured and released the evil creature that was once locked in by Dr. Owens in a room. Out of the blue, the lead team misses the journalist, meets the journalist Angela Vidal hidden inside the building. So, Angela doesn't die. Hmm. Interesting. Spoiler alert. I got to tell you, if your plot synopsis includes the phrase, out of the blue, then you failed somewhere. <laughs> like, oh, coincidentally, uh, these two things happen to move the plot forward. <laughs> and the third one, basically, the infection actually gets out of the building. Oh, so this is like Resident Evil. So, it basically yeah. affects a wedding nearby. Yeah, and this is Resident Evil plot. Well, let's wrap it up with doing Who Did It Better. You ready? Setup of the film. Oh, you're asking Recorder us. Recorder quarantine. Oh, like who, what would I recommend to watch if who? you're only going to watch one? No, which which movie did which these parts better? Like yeah, which part is better? For the setup, I would say who quarantine did it better? better. Quarantine, yeah, much better pacing. Terrified Angela. Record. Yeah, record. Screaming Child in the Attic. Record. Oh, um... I'm gonna go with Quarantine on that one. Quarantine had better budget on it. I, I would say it was a little bit scarier, the angles and the lighting, but okay. I would say Quarantine. I'm gonna go Quarantine. Firefighters. Uh, quarantine, quarantine, but only I... This is hard for me because the dubbing made them so unlikable. Yes. For all I know, in the Spanish <laughs> They're version... They're very charming. Yeah, yes. but that dub was just so <laughs> trash. Cameraman. Uh, uh, quarantine. Quarantine. Skinny being at the end. Wait, I thought that was the Screaming Child. No, that was was it the same? Yeah, creature? I thought, was, it, was I thought it was two same. different ones. Oh no, that was the same thing. I think. Okay, then we've already done that. Okay. I'll skip that one. <laughs> uh, older gay tenant. All this noise coming in and out, shouting all the time in Chinese and Japanese. I don't know the way they talk. You can't understand a thing. Horrible, horrible. Record. Record. He wasn't even <laughs> Dude, in with quarantine. A, with the John. <laughs> he wasn't in the recording. No, he wasn't in quarantine. That was a that was a trick. Oh, that that guy with the John Waters mustache was like, <laughs> we can all go to my apartment now. Oh, we yeah. talk shit about these Chinese. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is wrong He's with like, this? He's like, oh wait, you're already recording. Yeah, no. <laughs> and you know what's great is like when he realizes, like, oh my god, you've been recording that. He doesn't stop being racist. Like, well, I guess I'm on camera. So anyway, there's some Chinese people, am I right? And he's like, dude, tone yeah. it down, my doesn't dude. Doesn't slow down at all. <laughs> Let me give everyone listening an insider's tip. If you're ever dealing with with a news channel TV crew and you ask them to turn the camera off, they have not turned <laughs> off the camera. <laughs> that will never happen. Do not ever assume the camera is not a is off. behind the curtain. <laughs> can right. you actually say this is off the record though and have it be off the record? Yes, you can. Even though they've recorded there, it. Um, there, there's some, some loopholes that people have utilized in the past, but yes, you're not allowed to really use anything if it's quote unquote off the record. Interesting. Um, what about the ending? We already said the ending, right? Oh, record hands yeah. down. Okay. Well, any other uh, final thoughts before we wrap this up? I recommend folks watch it. At least one of them, preferably record in Spanish. But for me personally, I think. And then if not quarantine, I would say at least even one with of them. The, even with the dub being as bad as it is, watch record. Just because the ending concept is so much better. That's the most upsetting thing is that quarantine had the budget yeah. to do something really awesome and unique with that ending concept and they just screwed the pooch. I guess if you're looking to jump into the record universe, you probably want to start with record. If you just want a popcorn horror movie one and done kind of deal, quarantine is probably what I would recommend. Oh, you know, one thing that we failed to mention that quarantine did uh, differently than record is at one point when they're trying to get out of the window of the balcony, they shoot a guy dead. 
the cop's oh, sniper yeah. guy right in the head. And then we get a little more information dump because they're overhearing the people say that uh, they find a television and use the bunny ears to catch some news broadcasts where they claim that the entire building has been evacuated. Yeah the, yeah, the fire chief shows up on site and he's like, well, the building's been evacuated. And it's like, oh, that's a lie. You know, they know better. Right. Just add some more tension of like, oh, it's a government cover up now. Right. And quarantine had odd. more people to kill. Because to your point, yeah. they had more tenants, so they could just waste one. Like also, that. do you think that's protocol to shoot through the the quarantine window in plastic to kill someone? Well, I think they had taken the plastic down. Yeah, he, and was, that's he why. was slicing it open yeah. to get out. Oh, okay, that's right, that's right. So okay, then that's fair. He was trying to escape, and I guess by know, any means necessary. Yeah, yeah, probably something like that. I just don't know. You know, in the real world, why would they cover up a quarantine like that? Cover up. Yeah, well, if Panic. claiming that all the residents in there were evacuated, well, if it was record, if it was record, I don't think you understand how powerful the Vatican is. Mark. Well, no, in record, <laughs> they didn't pretend it was empty because they got on the fucking loudspeaker and were like, right. "Yo, you're quarantined." That's what I'm saying. Like, what is so record? They didn't keep it a secret. I think in it's quarantine. Just, what does it add? And like, I don't know if the government would quote unquote cover it up. It's because America. people are gonna have missing family members that are unaccounted yeah. for. But if they could hide in, well, there was like a ton of people outside this building too. Like there was yeah. a crowd uh-huh. of people uh-huh. around the building. Like, what's going and on? And the lady there? was like, "My husband's outside." Side. She said that like I don't know a thousand times, and it was great because the cop at one point goes like, "We get it, he's outside." I was like, Thank "He just you. went to get antibiotics." Everyone has got you covered on that. Yeah, I just don't so, know if that. Which that's a plot hole. Like if he was exposed to that stuff because he took the dog to the vet, he should hey. have been exposed. Which means assume that he died uh-huh. because they in in quarantine they said that every animal in there with the creature, the dog that was infected got the same symptoms and based on where the dog came from is where they found the apartment building. Right. No, so, I assume the dog died, but what about the husband? I, I assumed everybody oh. in that oh, building were at killed. The vet, at the vet uh, in the yeah. quarantine, they just kind of... Exactly. This is not the first time this quarantine's happened. See, I think now that's a time. movie I want to see. Quarantine Vet Edition. Oh, quarantine yeah. Quarantine Vet Tech. Yeah. yeah. It'd just be all Resident Evil dogs. It would be, yeah. It would be. <laughs> Although there'd be some cute kitties in there. You know, some like, demon oh, kitties. Now, yeah, that would be a, some little girl brings her guinea pig in. She's like, "I'm sorry, we have to stomp this perfectly in frame in front of you." Squish, squish, squish. Not Mr. Snuffles. <laughs> that would definitely be a scene. An adorable little kitten. And someone's like, "Oh, look at this guy!" And then it like gouges his eyes out or some shit. For a hundred percent, that'd be a scene. Quarantine two, the animals. Ooh, that would have been <laughs> gross if they find a dead body and then like like little mice like crawl out of its eye. Oh, holes. that'd be Ooh. a scene too. Yeah, for sure. Man, we're really punching this film up here. Yeah. <laughs> you can send our check to yeah. the following address. Get at us. Hollywood. P.O. Box, Pueblo, Colorado. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us on another episode, and we'll see you next time. And that's going to wrap up this episode of the Grape Talk Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out our other content at www.thegravetalk.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so check us out there and drop us a line. Until next time, keep yourself above ground, otherwise you may be dead. And the dead can't listen.